Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Um, let's go next to uh, Vince in the city. Hi, Vince. What's up? Hey, what's up? Um, I just wanted to say I kind of agree with Dibs on that on that take with bring or, um, with uh, hiring Steve Wilkes. Um, if you look at the last few seasons, it was pretty clear that our secondary play was abysmal. They were getting cooked in a lot of games, especially the high-pressure games, you know, just broken coverages and, and penalties and stuff. So I believe in hearing what you guys are saying about the staff, you would keep the personnel and the coaching staff the same and you would add Steve Wilkes in where there's a vacancy in hopes. Everything from before stays the same because our run defense was top tier forever. But then you have Wilkes come in and help, you know, solidify the secondary on the back end, which I think it, it kind of happened, but it kind of didn't because our DBs played better this season. But then second half of the season, our line was giving up a lot of runs up the middle, and it was just, you know, little gashes here and there that would really flip field position position and give other teams, you know, extra chances to score, which is what happened in Kansas City um, or against Kansas City. Yeah, Vince, I don't disagree at all. I, I, I just, to me, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? The hopes of of securing or, or shoring up a defensive backfield that I didn't think was playing all that badly last year anyway. And in fact, conceptually, I'd argue the 49ers are always a group that wants to focus on the defensive line play. And they would hope that their secondary plays better because of their defensive line. That's why they went out and dropped Nick Bosa number two overall. Their secondary famously had two interceptions in an entire year. Then they brought in Nick Bosa and the exact same secondary had 17 the next year. Because you have a great pass rush, suddenly your secondary gets better. The whole thing's got to be married. I'm just someone who also, by the way, and maybe I'm gullible, but I believe a lot of these guys when they talk, and I look at their body language and just their regular language. And if you listen to Nick Bosa all year, I know when he's in front of a microphone, his personality is kind of just like, (laughs) I'm, I'm just about to fall asleep. I get that. But I saw a body language that, to me, felt very frustrated and confused at times as to why things were not working at the level they should work. Like, this is strange to me that this has been discussed this way. I know he held out. Yeah. The defensive player of the year came back this year with the biggest deal in NFL history and didn't even get a vote the following year. That has to be bigger to me than just something wrong with Nick. Like That's part of it, yeah. yeah but there Nick is himself a, said that uh, the holdout definitely in the contract was a distraction. Uh, yeah, and that's the, why he had a slow start to the year. A slow start? How, how about the rest of it? He was pretty good in the playoffs. I know he was pretty good. But even you would agree, it doesn't look and feel quite right. And I think that he felt the same way. And I think his comments since then have proven that. Yeah, I think if you look at you know how the team played, and I'll I'll you know punch up the sack numbers and the pressure numbers with Steve, without Steve. I was looking at their pass defense this year. They were fifth in net yards allowed in the pass game last year. They were eleventh without Steve Wilkes. So. That would indicate to me that you know the pass defense on the back end with a similar pass rush was a little bit better this year in terms of net yards allowed. This year they were, yeah, they were yeah, three like eighth in sacks. They had forty eight sacks. Yeah, and remember Cheryl Bosa comes on with us and goes, no, it's not just about stats. 
And, right. And, and that's that's true. It is somewhat about stats. No, come on. Yeah, Cheryl, I'm sorry. Four more sacks this year than last year. Yeah, but come on, man. You watch the games. For sure. You watch the pressure games. Pressure percentage uh, last year was at 22.9. This year their pressure percentage was 21, so a little bit lower. It just... It did look a little just bit not right. It though. didn't look to be as as game wrecking. Yes. And if you think about the upgrade, Javon Hargrave injected in, into the middle of that defense, and he didn't have the kind of year that we remember him having in Philadelphia. Right, that's for sure, no doubt. And Armstead didn't get hurt until later in the year. Cleland Furl was there for a lot of the year. You brought in Chase Young. He flashed a little bit. Randy Gregory had some flash plays, but. By and large, you think about all those names, Armstead and Bosa and all the rest of them, they should have been ferocious. Hargrave was pointed out by almost every NFL expert. They're like, that is the free agent signing of the offseason. Yeah. And he was, meh. He was fine. <laughs> There's your word. He was fine. There's your word. Yeah. And I believe that he's going to be a lot better next year. I think that, like, I'll predict that right now. I don't even know who the D.C. is going to be. But I tell you that, that next year you're going to be like, oh, this is what we expected to be getting from Hargrave. Because I think Kyle Shanahan's going to go back to the tree. And I, I, to me, that's, that's the phrase. That's what he's got to go back to the tree. Diego, Walnut Creek. What's up, Diego? How's the East Bay? Hey, guys. Just driving in the, driving in the rain. Yeah, man. Tell yeah. it to stop soon, because we're, we're going to get off work here in an hour and 52 minutes. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. All right. Uh, but all right, so I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to talk about, you know, it's been a few days since the game, and I feel like we as fans, and even Shanahan, we're all trying to think back of what cost us the game, what was the reason. Um, you know, Brock played good, the defense played good, in my opinion. It comes down to details. Um I clearly remember a couple of plays specifically uh, where Tony Romo, right before the play, um, one of them was uh, the Chiefs had a third down, and right before the play, Tony Romo was like, oh, they're coming, out, uh, they're coming in, there's a blitz coming in. And when he said that, I knew that. If he knows it, Patrick knows it. And, you know, just like that, uh, they had a play call when McKinnon slipped right up to the right, and, you know, there's a dump off, and they had a first down. And in the Niners side, um, on that last play uh, where Chris Jones comes in flying, Ramos said it right before the play. Uh, watch out, Brock, there's a blitz coming, and we just were not prepared. So I think that, you know, it was the details that Shanahan is looking for. And I don't know, maybe Stiff Wolves was too predictable. Uh, we weren't prepared, so I think he got the, you know, he got the short end of the stick and he got fired. But um, there is the details that we need to improve on. Uh, Diego, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I don't think anybody can disagree with that, and it's up to everybody. And and unfortunately, on each individual play, to kind of assess where the attention to detail went wrong. Um, there are a few times where either Kyle Shanahan or Steve Wilkes probably had something out there that didn't work. That's part of football. There were plays that Brock Purdy didn't see, mm. and then there were missed assignments on the part of offensive line, defensive backfield. There, there was all of it. There, 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 there was all of it. So all of that is is fair and true, but I just – here's my takeaway so far – post-Super Bowl. In three days, we've learned that there was a lot more going on behind the scenes than we realized. And that is what is relevant now because that's what's going to rear its head going forward. In 72 hours, the defensive coordinator has been fired. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk, his girl and his brother are all on social media. NFL Films has audio of Kyle Juszczyk saying, I didn't know what was going on in overtime. Nick Bosa has said we were not prepared and followed it by saying Steve Wilkes is really good with the back end of the defense. And John Feliciano has um, thrown Spencer Burford under the bus and gotten into a total war of words with Jalen Carter of the Eagles, which was over two months ago. 
and what they said to one another. And we learned that the Chiefs were rejoicing when Kyle Shanahan elected to take the ball in overtime. Correct. So... Openly saying, they want the ball! They want the ball! What really stinks is in three days, to me, the Super Bowl loss is getting more painful, not less. The Cranberries had a song, Mark, uh, their big number one hit, Did You Have To, Did You Have To, Did You Have To Let It Linger. Yeah. And that's what this feels like. It is. Every day I wake up and it gets worse Somebody's got a video where they're like, look, we found another spot Uh, where the Niners screwed it up. And I showed you the third and four at the two-minute warning where Ayuk is open. He's open. Brock missed him. Pacheco's running down the middle of the street looking like GP2 with a water gun at a parade. I mean, like, the whole thing just gets more painful because a lot of what's going on with the 49ers, not all of it, it felt a little bit like a house of cards. The dam broke. 72 hours. That's all it's been. 72 hours. We've gotten all that. That's one of the worst post-Super Bowl hangovers in an immediate form, I think, that I've ever seen. Um, we're sponsored by Lucky California. We see you lined up, and we're coming for your phone calls. Coming up next. 888-957-9570, Willard and Dibs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I've played this game, I've coached this game. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Oh yeah, Mark. Man, Super Bowl heartbreaks on a Sunday. Can't get over it. Fired Wilksie. Should have deferred. Do you have to? Do you have to let it think? Oh, you went early. You were doing so good. I know. And I get it. I I get it. You're like how many? Well, I mean, what are we going to do? Five verses? Couldn't stop Mahomesy and Kelsey ran wild. Taylor Swifty, did you have to let it linger? Thank you, Grandy. I give myself a two, but I tried. I tried. <laughs> You're like the hosting version of Jonathan in the City. Totally. You just end every segment <laughs> with a song that you just make up on the fly. On the spot. What's up, y'all? On the spot. Oh, gosh. And, I mean, I, I am surprised that it is lingering this long. I knew we'd talk about it all week, and you mentioned it Monday. This thing's going to go on and on, and I think I said it on Monday. Yeah. This one's going to hurt more. Than the one four years ago, no I doubt. think. No doubt. And it's going to absolutely linger. Did you have to? And it, it's going to have to linger. I, I, I think this one's going to hurt more than that one, not because of how close it was, not because Jimmy Brock, whatever. I think it has to do with the fact that at the beginning of the season, you thought it was going to happen. And four years ago, you didn't. Nobody did. Nobody was saying Super Bowl. 
I told you, I did that preseason video. I go 10 and 6, and every single comment underneath, oh, Homer, loser, <laughs> fanboy. Totally. You get that a lot. Yeah. And, and loser, went, Homer, <laughs> fanboy. And they went 13 and 3. They went 13 and 3. They had a better record then than they had this year. So, um, anyway, I, expectations. That's always what sort of uh, spins it. And so I get it. I get it. And I see it. It's all over the YouTube chat right now. It's all over Fox Sports Radio. I told you that yesterday. I got about five friends who decided to do a fire Shanahan rant and get it all over the Instagram stories. Right. Yeah, good for you. I mean, look. <laughs> There's a middle ground here. There's a middle ground. Am I a huge Shanna fan? Yep. Yep. Fanboy! That's right. <laughs> Turn that around real quick, didn't you? <laughs> Keep that I gave I, I knew I'm like, he's gonna love that one. Anyway, um, I'm a big I'm a big Shanna fan. I have z- I don't run from that at all. I think he is a fantastic football coach. He's not perfect in the same way that no human being is, but he's a winning coach. He uh he has repeatedly gotten the 49ers in position. And I understand that for many, it is just still your emotional anger talking, and I stand with you. My emotional anger just goes to a different spot, but I stand with you that this one's really hard. This one is really hard. And for many of you, that means point the finger at Kyle Shanahan. And that's fine. That's totally fine. I'm not stoked on the offseason of... Shanahan's a choker. I'm not stoked on it because I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't agree with it. I look at that football game and I go, if you want to hold Shanahan fully accountable, I can give you 12 other names and 12 other plays. And is that campy to be like, win as a team, lose as a team? Maybe. But that's what happened. That's what I saw. I mean, the whole thing about Shanahan's a choker is a non-starter because he's back next year in 24 and in 25 and in 26 and in 27. And I would bet between now and then he gets an extension. Yeah, because so he'll also, be here in 28, 29, right, and 30. Because I bet in that window he's going to go to the playoffs a bunch more times. Because and choke again there. Because, yes, he can win the big game. He can win a big game. He can't win I just the big game. I just don't separate him. You, there's no... Like, I understand that one of them is the last game. Sure. But the preparation for the NFC title game and the Super Bowl is the exact same. You don't put extra bows on or something. Well, you get an well, extra I'll, week for the I'm, Super Bowl. I'm going to wear my bracelet. This, well, you got two weeks for the Packer game. That's a big game. Yeah, and they were ill-prepared. <laughs> they were lucky to win that game. Your opinion. Well, I'm I don't know if they were ill-prepared. Well, they by were the way, sluggish. By the way, for those of you who think Steve Wilkes was a scapegoat, fine. Go back to those two big games. I'd argue Kyle Shanahan bailed Steve Wilkes the hell out. Because in both of those games, they came out and the defense looked awful. And the 49ers had to rally in the fourth and do what everybody said Kyle and Brock couldn't do. And then they did. And now here we well, are. The two defense weeks later. bailed out uh, Kyle in the Detroit game after halftime. Because they the they put up a, they bailed. put up a zero after the half. Okay, they were down twenty four seven. The offense was they went on a twenty seven nothing run. That's not right. bailing an offense out. Well, the defense got the ball back. They were both good. Yeah, they were both fantastic. The defense was able to, yeah. to generate the big they turnover did. and get the ball back. And the offense was able to score a touchdown yeah. like every drive. It was complimentary yeah. football in the second half. Yeah. In the first half, neither unit was good. Correct, but there's no arguing. <laughs> the, the first half of the like the defense oh, they got gashed on the was ground. Epically bad. Yes, it the was run defense. Epically bad, and that to me is the biggest reason why we are where we are today with Steve Wilkes is because the run defense got worse over the course of the year. Even though you didn't really have that many dramatic losses. Apologies to Eric Armstead. He's a good player, but he's not the absolute key to your run defense. You had other pieces you could put in there. Um, it was scheme to me yeah. more than anything. I, I Again, complimentary football was not being played, and that's why Steve Wilkes is no longer the defensive coordinator of the 49ers. Love it or hate it, call it a scapegoat or not, um, things were not connected. And if you're mad at Kyle, fine. Go to the other comments. 
Like, Nick Bosa's comment was way more scathing than Kyle's if you want to look at something that makes Steve Wilkes look bad. You spent a whole year trying to fit into a certain system, and then the top-paid defensive player in the history of the game walks to a microphone and goes, yeah, I think he's really good on the back end. But, uh, yeah, we had a hard time this year. Wow. Yeah. That's your money quote. As far as Steve Wilkes, forget Kyle. Your your DPOY last year, your highest paid defensive player in the history of the game, does not back Steve Wilkes. Well, and that speaks to, without saying any other words, how many other defensive players felt that way or close to that way. I would I would guess more than one. Well, and I haven't seen, I haven't totally been on Twitter today, but I haven't seen anybody come out on Twitter and say, this is an outrage. We can't go forward without Wilksy. Our defense will never be the same. And you know, I haven't even seen the "Hey, Steve, thanks for your one year. We're gonna miss you." Tweet, and maybe it's out there, and I just haven't seen it. But right. I get the sense that Nick Bosa, who is not known for being an outlandish speaker, if he says what he says, I think he's reflecting on what many in that locker room were thinking. Or had already um, discussed. I don't even know where to find him on here. Diamador Lenore is super chirpy on uh, on social media. Not just chirpy, but super chirpy. Super chirpy. I can't like. Um, granted, will you find his Twitter? See if he said anything and his IG. I can't find it. Uh, at least not quick. Um, let's go to Stovetop <laughs> <laughs> in Fairfield. Stovetop, like the stuffing. What's the deal out there, Fairfield? Yeah, just like the stuffing, like Shanahan, we need to stuff him, and here's why. All right, man, the dude never takes accountability when he when something goes wrong. Here's what the defensive coordinator. So the offense sucked in the game. I mean, he's pointing to the defense, say, "Oh, the coordinator didn't do what he do." How many points did the offense score? And they're supposed to be this great offense. How many times did Purdy miss somebody wide open in the end zone? He overthrew Debo. He overthrew three or four passes without the pressure. I, I, okay, I, I grant the third down where he missed him because the alignment didn't. Bo- Oop! I didn't do that. That wasn't me. You I, ran him. I didn't like what he was saying, but I didn't yeah. do that. I'm no, gonna, look, go, go to the. I heard click clack. Red hanky. Yeah, if you hear click clack, that automatically means it's not me. The click clack means it came right. Triple you know, I picked up a different call from the. It, I, I, I don't know what the hell happened. My hands are up. Put I up a Twitter poll. Do you think Mark ran a guy Dude, who was coming down Kyle's I'm road? A, I'm I agree with what you. Dollar you right now. Palms up. I didn't touch anything. I'm sitting here listening to this guy. Let's see what happens in the next guy who well, comes out and buries your boy Shanahan. Because <laughs> you already came out in this segment and said, I'm a fanboy. No, I said, I'm a Shanna fan. Oh, yeah. Get it right. No, you also said, uh, Ghibli. What did you say earlier? Uh, Homer, loser, fanboy. Fanboy! Yeah, totally. Yeah. All that. It's all true. It's all true. Diamador Lenore on Twitter at 8.30 this morning just sent out a crying Crying emoji. And I think that that was before... Damn right it was. Before the Steve Wilkes. But but he knew. He knew. Well, and again, Steve, the reason I brought up Lenore is because Steve is a DB's guy. And Lenore had a great year. So I wonder, I wonder if Diamador had some thoughts. And apparently he's in tears. So there you have it. But anyway, with regard to what the caller was saying, here's my issue with it. It's not even that he was blaming Kyle Shanahan. I reject this idea that what happened today was Kyle blaming Steve Wilkes. I don't, that's not how I take this. Do you take it that way? That he's blaming Steve Wilkes no. for the loss. I think he's and, and, writing his own wrong. Yes, is what he's doing. He's he like this. This didn't. This marriage didn't work. Nick Bosa said it too. Um, and I and I also reject the idea that Kyle Shanahan quote never comes out and takes accountability. What's your evidence of that? Go listen to the Trey Lance press conference after he got traded. And tell me that Kyle Shanahan never takes accountability. Go listen to it. And if you still feel that way after you listen to it, you come on back. Come on back, you hear? And even listen to uh, <laughs> listen to his comments after this game. He 
He takes responsibility for what he can, which is basically, you know, his team didn't know the overtime rules. Didn't think that that was really a factor in why they lost. I agree with him there. The fact that Kyle Juszczyk didn't know the overtime rules, how did that affect how they played one bit? It really didn't. And Kyle Shanahan didn't come out and blame the refs. He didn't blame anybody. He just admitted that they got beat. I don't know what else he's supposed to say. Wow. I mean, I I did not hear Kyle Shanahan come out and say so. Uh, everybody gather around. Spencer Burford went the wrong way, or else we would have won. I didn't hear that press conference. Right. Um, yeah. He, didn't, he has said nothing offensive, and he didn't say anything offensive about Steve Wilkes today. Kurt in Santa Cruz. Hey, Kurt, what's going on? Hey, how you guys doing? We're good, bud. Good, Kurt. I, uh, good. I'm, I'm just wondering what you guys, what's your opinion of this, uh, of Chase Young? Because my, my feeling on Chase is he's, he's overrated. He's kind of a one-trick pony like D. Ford was. And I think the 49ers missed out on going after the better linebacker that the commanders had, and that was Montez Sweat. Uh, the Bears had to give something up for Sweat, and I think there's a reason why the 49ers didn't have to give up, up hardly anything. And what a conditional second-round pick for Young, and he didn't really do much. Well, Kurt, here, here's here's something that I would say on that though. You got to put those two points that you just made together. Like, why do you think the Bears were willing to give something up for Montez Sweat? Because I think he's a really good player. Well, no, it's because they were going to re-sign him, which they did. And the 49ers did not have money to do a move like that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So in other words, you're not going to give Washington more for Montez Sweat because you're looking for a rental. The Bears were looking for the future. So they're willing to give up a whole lot more because they think they can keep a player, and and they did. So I don't think that – thanks, Kurt. Appreciate it. I don't think this was a narrative on who the 49ers thought was better. It was a matter of you can't match Chicago's offer because we're just looking to bring someone in for eight games. And you're not going to pay that kind of a price for eight games. You're only going to do it if it's going to be, like, really cheap, which it was. Right. Yeah. And I thought that Chase Young came in and played about as well as you would expect from a guy who you got in for an eight-week rental. And it's easy to look at the play against Detroit where we all saw him jogging. But think back to the Super Bowl on the, I think, second play from scrimmage. When he or might have been the first play from scrimmage, it was the Kansas early. City ran. It was early, and he burst through and had a tackle for loss, and he made plays in the Super Bowl. And I don't think that you look at the defense particularly, and you look at their performance as a reason why they lost. Um, I personally don't. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, he was back and forth. He, he good moments yeah, and then course. bad moments, and then he would disappear, and then he would return and. You know, I I bet if you talk to a Washington fan, they'd tell you, yeah, that's the problem. We spent the number two overall pick on someone who plays well sometimes. Right. You need that person to play well all the time. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Robin. Robin in the city. Hey, Robin, what's up? Hey, you guys. Thank you for having me. So uh, I want to address two components. One you might not touch, but on social media, in particular among my people, which are black people, they would like to. Uh, 
accused Shanahan of being a racist, which is absurd. Hmm. Because, you you know, Steve, I mean, you know, we don't have to go into the politics of that, but I just want to point that out. You know, and I don't want to tell you how I shut them down with that, okay? First of all, Ray Charles could see that he wasn't a complete fit. Uh, fit. I mean, it's like when you're in a job, right? And you and you, know, you see your boss always constantly correcting you. I didn't, I'm not saying he constantly correcting, but he made a few mistakes. And you, you, you never saw that dynamic between him and D'Amico Ryan or whatever. So I'm like, uh-oh. So now, you know, he's doing his year in evaluation. Okay? And I agree, he wasn't a perfect fit. And the next one should go is Ken Law, and the next one should go is Chase Young. It's like you're on your job after six months, after a year, you're getting an evaluation. Okay? It's not because you're black, because you're white. The only color that matters here is red. He didn't fit. That's how that goes. And then I want to say to all the people out there who's making that bogus claim, why don't you go look up the fact that uh, five black uh, uh, my no- five black men, three have become black coaches under a Shanahan, and two an executive uh, uh, in, in in the front office. So miss me with that claim, all right? Alarms is alarm. Should Shanahan get it together? Yes, but he controls the pen, baby. So miss me with that. Peace out, you guys. Oh, Robin, thank you, Robin. Go ahead and rock that girl. That was a great call. That's a great point. And I mean, what does a guy have to do to well, this avoid is, that, that label? You, you can't. It's stupid. You and I went through this earlier this year right. when Brandon Pajemski was getting minutes over uh, Moses Moody. Uh, in the NBA and the NFL, racism exists at the ownership level. Yes. The idea <laughs> that head coaches in the National Football League and the National Basketball Association are putting their jobs on the line and their winning record on the line because they want to play white players over black players is some of the laziest stuff that you will ever hear come out of a sports taker's mouth. It's absurd. And I can't stand that that's become such a thing. Let's be honest. Put it on the table. This was an underbelly conversation about Steve Wilkes all year long. All year long. It became a, the offense is white, and the defense is black, and like, whose fault is it? For a lot of people. I'm watching the comments on YouTube all day. I've been accused of being a racist. Because I've sided, apparently, with Nick Bosa and Kyle Shanahan. How could you? And not Steve Wilkes. Right. When actually, the only thing I've said today about this is that this is a bad marriage, and it's Kyle's fault. Kyle made a poor decision in hiring someone that is outside of the scheme. Nothing to do with the color of his face, and I can't stand that we're even acknowledging this, but yeah. Robin brings it up. And I'm glad Robin uh, you know, was able to put words to it, because I'm sure it's something that she sees a lot more. I, don't, I guess I'm not in the same corners on Twitter and in all honesty, I'm not on the X as much as I used to be because of a lot of what you're talking about. The other thing she mentioned is Chase Young, Randy Gregory, Javon Kinlaw. They're all free agents, so they all can be gone. And Chase Young, he's not going to be back. And uh, the estimated value for him is $13 million. You're not going to pay him $13 million. Randy Gregory, it's a good effort. And uh, you know he's over 30 and he was making big money as well, so he'll be gone. Javon Kinlaw is the interesting one. Larry Kruger speaks on you know, how Javon Kinlaw played pretty well this year, finally. And his market's about $5.5 Yeah, million, his so market's not going to be much. No, but maybe you keep him yeah. as a guy you, you re-sign. But Randy Gregory, Chase Young, they're both going to be gone. A lot of these free agents will be gone. You're going to have a lot of new faces next year. One got 11 draft picks. Right. 11 picks. Got to do a good job. Yeah, and got I, to do a good. They've job done there. pretty well, especially pretty in the well. later rounds. Pretty the, well. Something we can get into as we get closer to the draft is what do you do with pick number thirty-one? And you know, Larry was making an interesting case when we talked to him about if you did trade Brandon Ayuk, maybe you trade him to the Raiders and you get their pick, which is at I think eleven. Is that right? If you're going to do that. If you're going to trade Brandon Ayuk, and this is something, again, for maybe not today, but down the road, you'd want to use that that player to move up in the first round. And like you're saying, Mark, 11 draft picks, when you're this close to the cap, you need to get 
relatively cheap labor on this team. Just trying to imagine, like, you know, how those interviews go, you know, in the NFL and the NBA. Here comes Kyle Shanahan. He's got a flat bill hat and Yeezys on. He's like, all right, guys, Jed, sit down. Here's my plan. We're going to go with the white guys. (laughs) Just stop, everyone. Please. Just, mm, just stop. It's so absurd. Well, you gave Debo a contract. So and uh, right. you, and you, you traded for Trent Williams and you and you elevated and promoted Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's right. and we could go on and on and on. You you just like sometimes in life, all of us, self included, do just check yourself. Right, check yourself. What are you actually saying? Right, don't 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 go like you you put stuff out there in the world. And uh, that only hurts you, man. That only comes back around when you put that stuff out there. You can be angry about whatever you want, but come on, man. Just check yourself. I tell you one thing that Diamador Lenore is angry about, and I'm looking at it right here, and he's got a case. What's that? The game-winning touchdown. The Chiefs had two offensive linemen downfield. Correct. Should have been a penalty. It should have been a penalty. And I'm, I, lo- I, like, I don't I'm even... looking at it again. Yeah, it should have been. And it's and I love that you brought this up. Well, he brought it up, and I... No, but thank you. Like, Because if I had brought this up, you'd have kicked me in the teeth. Well, you're a refist. <laughs> it's refism. I'm really not. I, I just, was going to wear my stripes today, no, but too, I maybe just, tomorrow. But i just do it to you. Like, if I had a different co-host, yeah. I would never... You know, I don't want to sit here and talk about refs. Of course you, you do. Lost All the of Super you, Bowl. you can't handle it. Well, none of you are any good at it, but anyway... Uh, like, it's not what your buddy said. But, correct, but I wasn't there to see yeah. it. I watched I the ref earlier this Saturday. year. You missed a couple, but anyway... <laughs> no, I, I just... I don't want to talk about refs. That's boring. There's a game. If it's that big, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah. And this is, yeah, yeah. This there is were a couple, one of those ones there where... There were a couple of linemen downfield. There's no question. None of us in real time probably saw it because we were seeing like red and we were so mad that yeah. the game ended. But I'm watching it back and on the snap, they have two linemen go from the three-yard line down to the one. And here's, they're throwing blocks, Right, Mark. But, but here's why I'm chill on this. Because a lot of them like, never go full Jeff, just put this on YouTube. Because of the clock... There's this brigade of people out there who think that if the penalty had been called, the game was over. No, it just goes to the next quarter. Right, we go to the other end. The, 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 the clock had nothing to clock, 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 clock had nothing to do with anything in that moment. If that penalty is called, it is first and goal from the eight. Spoiler alert: they going in. They're going in anyway. Yeah, because you won stopping anything by then. So, anyway, I don't think it would have changed a a damn thing. Um, All right, we're presented by Fremont Bank, full-service banking, no compromises, and we have absolutely no intention of doing anything but taking your calls throughout the final hour of this show tonight on Willard and Dibs. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, this is an interesting development. Then we'll go right back to your phone calls. But uh, you know how the Phoenix Suns, they don't like controversy. They don't want to throw hands. No. They want therapy. Right, right. Okay, Draymond. Well, the Pistons and Suns have had an incident in the back tunnels of the Suns Arena tonight. I assume, is this pre-game? Do they have a game tonight, the two of them? All right. Um, the game's still hours away, but Pistons forward center Isaiah Stewart was chest-to-chest with Suns player Drew Eubanks. And then at a certain point, Stewart decided to throw down. Mm. And he connected. He connected with a right hook. Out of here! And um, then the two were separated, and police presence is now involved in the situation. So, I don't know if this is from a previous game or something that happened tonight, but I'm sure that Yusef Nurkic will not approve. Man. I'm sure of that. Yeah, because he's a peacemaker, Mark. Well, we don't want anybody touching each other out here in this professional sports world. Yeah. yeah. A pre-game, pre-game fisticuffs in the association. Yeah. Like, have we seen this name before? 
in, in, in something like this? Stewart. Isaiah Stewart. Am I like he was the well? He looked like a crazy man running across a gym trying to get to LeBron James. Is that what it was? A couple years. What ago. do you mean trying to get to LeBron well, James? There was about nine other basketball players in between them grabbing him, and he was furiously trying to swim move every one of them to get to LeBron. He was going to beat up LeBron James. Yes, I, and I, I, he maybe caught a backhand accidentally, but okay. he was bleeding from his mouth. <laughs> yeah, or it was an elbow. I don't, I don't remember the yeah. exact situation, but it was that. Shout out to Jeff again on uh, on YouTube. He was. He goes. I feel like this isn't the first time with Stewart, and I'm like, I agree. Well, I've seen that name before, and yeah. not for like hitting a cool three pointer or anything like that. All right, so off to anger management you go. Yeah, apparently he got. Uh, I'm looking at it here from 2021. He got caught after a free throw, and he confronts LeBron, and he <laughs> wants a piece of LeBron. And LeBron's actually coming back. And here's DeAndre Jordan trying to hold him back. Russell Westbrook is kind of involved. And now Stewart is mad. Dibs with the play-by-play. Scott Foster is holding him back. Three coaches in masks are holding him back. Stewart is having none of it. He wants his pound of flesh from the king, and now it's broken off. Here comes Kate Cunningham in from the left side. Swim move from Stewart. More security personnel holding him back. And he's got blood coming from the right eye, and he doesn't like it. He needs a Band-Aid. He's got blood in his mouth. He wants the king, wow. and he wants him bad. Whew, Dude, that he's was, bloody. That was good. Thank you. That was good. Narrator chimes in. Yeah. He never got him. Yeah. <laughs> right between the eyes. Yeah. There it is. There you could have yeah. done some Kevin Harlan for I that. I was trying, but you didn't take he's a breath. He's mad at the foul line. <laughs> he's drunk. He's going after the king. The man is angry. He swings and misses right between the eyes. Yeah, that's... Uh... He's angry at the 20. He's pissed at the 15. He's infuriated at the 10. <laughs> Someone's pet cat has run onto the field uh all right cool man there it is can you imagine fun fact fun thought dude he's really bleeding can you imagine having the mentality the body structure and the overall makeup to quote want a piece of lebron <laughs> yes that's just a that's just a that's a funny idea to me you know what i want a piece of lebron Come here, you six foot nine, cut out of granite, granite rock, totally. two hundred and fifty five pound, absolute human Adonis, Hall of Fame greatness player. I want a piece of you. He did get <laughs> caught with a cheap shot at the foul line. Okay, and yeah. he was bleeding. An elbow, right? Isaiah Stewart, six eight, two fifty. Okay, so that's it's what not I'm like saying. we're talking about uh, you know. Shout out Muggsy Bogues, one of my all time favorites, but. This is not Muggsy Bogues. This man is 6'8", no, 250. And his nickname is Beef Stew. So you don't mess there with the Beef go. Stew. How, yeah. Please research how to get it. How to get that nickname. He's he a lot of beef. He's, he's big and okay. last You don't know, Stewart. but you're guessing. Maybe Mama I'm made Beef sure. Stew and he really liked it. Maybe it's from childhood. I don't know. Maybe he gets into a lot of beefs. <laughs> that would be my maybe, guess. Maybe he gets a lot of beefs against guys named Stew. I don't know. Fair. Fair. I know his last name, Stewart. I get it. It's just an old Pac-12 beef. He's a Husky. Eubanks was a beaver. They're going at it. Got it. Yeah. Who wins between a Husky and a beaver? Depends on the venue. Yeah. If it's a water my, fight, I like the beaver. My son has those books. It's called Who Would Win? No joke. Okay. And there's all these chapters, and they'll come up with two animals, and they're like, who would win? And then you go through the whole chapter, and the thing kind of go. Well, this one would have this. Advantage Save this for now. July. This is All Star Week. No, this content. is gold. I need, You're right. No, no. Sorry, no, no, I, I'm no, not saying it's bad. No, no. I'm saying bring the book. Bring the book. Bring the book. I'm with yeah. you, Lucas. Bring, bring the dang book. A husky and a beaver. I will tell you, huskies are the bleep holes of the dog park. And I say that with all due respect because I used to want one when I didn't know anything about dogs. Oh, I love the way huskies look. But now, now that I've become a dog owner and you start to go to dog parks and talk to people who are dog people and you learn characteristics of dogs, yo, the Huskies don't listen to anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Why are the, like why are the beautiful st- ones always so exactly, much trouble? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fluffy and gorgeous and it's a headache. Like, I'm gorgeous. I don't need to listen Seriously. to you. You don't have a treat? I'm not coming to you. Even if you do. I'm going to poop over here. I'm not getting in that car. How can you get in the car, <laughs> stupid owner? 
I think Husky v. Beaver on land. I like the Husky at minus 200. Okay. Get me into a shallow stream or even a like a deep river. Beaver's got it. Yeah. The Beaver's got the yeah. upper hand. Yeah, absolutely. If yeah, Beavers I mean, have the, hands. The Husky won't even see it coming. No. Got those big front teeth. Oh, yeah. You know? And that tail. <laughs> Don't sleep on that. that Damn one. tail. Stop whopping me, Beaver. <laughs> Beep stew. Totally. Anyway. All right. We digress. It's a Warriors Wednesday. It's brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. Trusted name since 1922. Visit Freeman's today. Seriously, the Huskies. So you guys are such jerks. Why are you acting like that? Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about the poodle. And I don't know a lot of dog breeds, but... See, I don't know a lot of poodles. Yeah, you can't trust a poodle. No, when the Huskies are there, because they seem to come in pairs, too. People are like, we got one Husky and he won't listen. Let's try to get another one. Mm. Oh, crap, he doesn't listen either. No, I got two dogs that don't listen. Mm. Let's just go and have them not listen together. You go to a dog park and the Huskies are out... You, you you consider coming back later. <laughs> You're like, I, 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 the Huskies are here. I just, I'm out. Um, let's go to Jeff in San Jose. <laughs> Grady just gave me the look. Well, he's I, I was just fan. saying, I agree. I hate the Huskies. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. I, like Grady's been sitting in there for the last two minutes. Like, how can I, how can I pack 12 this conversation? Like, and he nailed it. Right. Right. He did. He did. And, Hi, Jeff. What yeah. are you, what are you doing? You own a Husky or what? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, good, good, good decision. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, so a, a comment and a question. First comment, uh, Mark, thank you for being the uh, voice of reason uh, amongst all these crazy takes oh, over the last three or four days. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I, I need to get that uh, happy with that, Dan. Yep. Um, yeah, Dan. So the... the <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Jeff, Jeff, call him Dan twice more in this call, and I will, uh, I don't know, I'll send you a DoorDash or something. Just run this guy. Oh, Mark, you're so sensible. Go ahead, Jeff. What else you got? All right. So what else? So the the defense and Wilkes. So defense, highly ranked all year, right? Playoffs, they've laid a couple of eggs against the Packers and the Lions. Super Bowl played phenomenal, right? You hold Mahomes to basically no touchdowns except for the gift of the one that was in the red zone. Um, So I feel like firing was just a philosophy disagreement between Shanahan and Wilkes. My question to you is, do you think, due to Bosa's comments, do you think Bosa got in Shanahan's ear and helped that happen? That's an interesting question, uh, Jeff, thanks. Look, obviously there's no way to know. Um, but I think Dibs and I both agree that this is not something that came together over the last week. Listen, I'll take you back to, was it week seven when they played Minnesota? I remember talking to you about this then. That, that, that was the only sign you needed to know, that something was not cool. I told, I told him, and he knew, he knew it was wrong and stuff. The guy held a press conference 48 hours later and said something along, did I get, I don't want to misquote, Steve Nosey messed up. Have you ever heard a head coach say that about a coordinator because of a play call? Ever. I've never heard something like that. Yeah. And I walked away that day and I'm like, oh, they don't, they don't like each other. And I think that they, I, they worked through it to a point where they could obviously coexist. But that was the that was the beginning of the end, and quite frankly, it might have already been the end. The quote was, uh, yeah, he knows. He knows he messed up on that call. I have no problem with zero blitzes, especially when people need a lot of yards. If you need to get 20 to kick a field goal, I have no problem with a zero blitz. But I do when there's 16 seconds left. That's when he lost track. There was ne- no necessary need for that just because of the time. I have no problem with that play call, but when it's that time you can't do that, that's not an option. <laughs> oh, my God. Shanahan. You might as well fired him right there. And Lucas came in and asked a question, which you've sort of touched on a couple of times today and tonight. And and he's like, what if the Niners win the Super Bowl? Is Steve still out? And I'm with you. I think the answer is still yes. Yeah. I don't think it would have been today. I don't think it would have been today. Well, like parade would have been a parade. Today. So no. Mid parade. <laughs> Steve's Steve's parade vehicle Steve, gets pulled Steve's over. Car breaks gets pulled down. over. It's left. Boop, boop. All right, Will, let's pull it over. <laughs> they get him in a car. It's got four flat tires. Right. Oh, damn. I don't think we're going to make it out there, Steve. Yeah. All right. We'll be back.
Yeah. I do I, think that he w- it probably would have been next week. It didn't but. it didn't work. It's not it, this is not scapegoating and blaming him for losing in the Super Bowl. There obviously was a lot of work that went into this all year long and the breadcrumbs are there that it did it never felt good. It never felt good to Nick Bosa. You know, I, I wonder what Fred and, and Dre would say about it. I wonder what Chase Young would say about it. I wonder what Javon Hargrave would say about it. But there were too many times this year where it felt like defense over here in this corner of the room and the offense over there in that corner of the room. And uh, But more importantly, um, you know, defensive line over here in this corner of the room, defensive backs over here in that corner of the room. They weren't working together. Right, and it felt like, you know, defensive coach up in the booth, defensive team down on the field. And that's what it was until he needed to come down and he was beckoned down on the field. And, you know, we all thought, oh, that was the fix that they needed because they went out and they won five straight games. I believe that was after the bye when he came down from being in the booth, after they had lost three in a row. Right. You had the bye. You went to Jacksonville. The defense actually looked great. It was amazing that day. Rested and fresh. And, you know, Jacksonville turned out to not be as good as we thought. Also and true. The, the defense did stack some good games together against lesser opponents. And so we thought, okay, problem solved. But turns out the problems were still there. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 